So, John, Sony finally released some PS5 information. Not a lot, no. admittedly. <laughs> no. But they let us see the inside of it. Yeah, I thought it was this video that you're talking about was interesting on a lot of levels. And one of them you just told me about before we started recording, which I had no idea there were subtitles to this video that was in Japanese. I watched the whole thing in Japanese and figured that there were no... I never even thought to look for subtitles. But of course, there are subtitles on YouTube, and I'm sure it was just a click of a button away, but I, I didn't realize it. Yeah, I think I'd watched... I mean, it's about seven minutes. I think I'd watched about five minutes of it. And I, you know, I thought, oh, whatever, it's fine. You know, I can look at basically just look at pretty pictures of the PS5, right. a pretty video. Um, and then I saw loads of people in English, like talking about what was said oh. in the video, and I was like, in the in the in the this... chat, chat alongside the video. Uh, yeah, yeah, it might have been. I can't remember if it was the chat or the comments, but like oh, yeah. I saw these people, and I thought this seems an unlikely amount of people who speak both English and Japanese. <laughs> so um, so I clicked it. I, I clicked the little subtitle thing on YouTube, and I was like, all oh, right, yeah, it's got full subtitles in English and probably a bunch of other languages, right. well, I would assume. Right. Well, you know, it, to be fair, you really I, I don't think you really needed to listen too much to the, what was said because it really was more of a show and tell than it was. Or more of a show than a tell, I guess, because it was – you know, you were there to kind of see the parts and get a sense for them. And I, you could follow along a lot of it. At least in the video, they were labeling things in English for the most part. So it was pretty easy to follow out what part was what and that sort of thing. But I also found it was kind of funny that uh, Sony's tearing down their own thing. Like, can you imagine an an Apple event where Apple does like a YouTube teardown and they have like they have one of their hardware guys, you know, an engineer standing at a at a workbench taking apart an iPhone or a MacBook Pro or something? It just would never happen. And this was a a Sony person who was who was actually doing the teardown. Yeah, I mean, I was, I think, you know, this is a thing with consoles. I mean, the first sure. thing I saw of either of the consoles was the Xbox laid out, like, basically taken apart exactly like this on some YouTuber's channel, I think, and they'd gone along and, you know, like, oh, look at all the bits inside. But, yeah, you're totally right. Like, there's, You're not going to get that from Apple. Like, they're never going to do right. that. Right. I, I mean, I understand it. It lets Sony kind of control the message and show off what they want to show off. So, you know, there's an argument to be made that Apple ought to do it, too, because everybody wants to know what those iFixit teardowns look like and i fix it just ha- kind of has their own agenda i mean they one of their things is you know they're a repair company so you know they're in they're they're very pro uh being able to you know fix your own gear and which you know i mean that's i'm not saying that that's a, a bad position i'm just saying it's kind of i don't know it's just that they, they've got their own agenda and apple has its agenda and, and i can see why apple would want to do that and kind of get their own PR perspective out there instead of whatever iFixit's uh, agenda happens to be. Yeah, the, one of the other things this video highlighted is just how big the PS5, like yes. this thing is huge. This is what I wanted to talk about first. <laughs> it is enormous, right? <laughs> it's also, it looks like it's fairly easy to take apart. Uh, the, the side panels look like they just kind of slide off. Uh, yeah, they de- definitely made it look pretty easy. I mean... A few people have been saying this for a while, but I'm convinced they're going to start selling just panels oh, yeah. instead of selling limited edition consoles. You, you know, maybe you buy the collector's edition of I don't know Last of Us Three, and instead of there being a separate console, they go, "Oh, you buy the collector's edition and you get these two bits of plastic." <laughs> you get, you you get can for fifty dollars, you get two rectangles of plastic. 
<laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> With a pretty picture on the side. Yeah, that was interesting. What to me was interesting too was, all right, the thing is huge. And, and what makes it huge? Well, when they open it up, first of all, the fan is really big. And then it's bigger than my office fan. Yeah, like that is just it's huge. It, I was trying to judge it when they had it open in line on the side. That it's maybe I don't know twenty percent of the volume of the insides of that thing was just the fan. And then what really shocked me even more almost was after they took out the you know the board inside, underneath that was this heat sink. And this is a huge heat sink. This heat sink, oh, yeah. I've never seen a heat sink like this. It was like multiple sections that were all kind of welded together and had heat tubes between them. It was it was a really big heat sink. I think it probably took up at least as much volume, probably more than the fan did. Oh, yeah. I mean, this, the heat sink was like the size of a brick. Like it, it was... It was it's like you say it's like you've got 50 percent. it's just fan and heat sink and then there's you know i'm chucking a little ssd that's like right you know the size of my fingertip right right <laughs> and you know they had they have some liquid metal in there i guess which is another heat uh dissipating feature i'm not really sure what was sitting on top of that whether it was the cpu or some other component maybe it was the heat sink um and yeah you know, it has what 16 gigabytes of ram it's got a little slot where you can it looks like pretty easily put in your like an expansion SSD. Yeah, yeah. I think I can't remember if we spoke about this or I was away at the weekend with some friends. So maybe I was talking with them, but like you could. I think Xbox already announced their little proprietary thing. I assume Sony are going to do the same and say, "Oh, here's a little SSD thing that you can buy for hundred and fifty dollars or something." Yeah, yeah. It. You know, the other thing I also found interesting it was right out on the, from the get-go is you got to look at how the whole stands uh, thing works and it's this black plastic disc which looks like it's uh it's not quite it's not really symmetrical i guess but it hooks on part of it has hooks on one side and it screws into the base when it's vertical when the when the ps5 is vertical and you can unscrew it there's a, and then there's a little there's a little area inside the base itself where you can deposit the screw twist the base and the screw is hidden inside and you know for safekeeping in case you want to do it uh, vertically again because you can then do the uh, you know set it up horizontally and there's even there was even like a little plug that you could put into the screw hole in the bottom of the ps5 and the, just the way that they, you know, the thought, kind of thoughtful touch of having the screw stored inside the base when you're not using it so that you don't lose it, I thought was pretty cool. And then the the base is also used to kind of hold it up when it's on its side, it looked like. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, because I, I guess if you look at the, the back panel, the back panel is not like a flat bit of plastic, so it kind of looked right. like the um the stand is is not the stand isn't flat it's not like a you know, I don't know like a hockey puck or something where it's just flat on both sides it's sort of angled a little bit to level out the ps5 but right. yeah i mean this this was amazingly smart like because you know people are going to lose the screws you don't want a hole in the bottom of it that's just going to collect dust and stuff so they give you a little cap that goes in there and if you switch it around you just unscrew the base and switch it and put the screw back in like this this was kind of amazing i mean it, it's in reality who cares but it's like it's a nice bit of engineering that this is going to work like that yeah definitely and you know the whole process of them taking it up the guy taking it apart 
completely on the video in seven minutes, it looked like it was relatively easy to disassemble in its entirety. Now, of course, you know, it would be easier for some people than others. You have to kind of know how much force to put on things like ribbon cables and things that are connecting different parts of the insides of this. But at least to get the side panels off if those were being replaced or to add in additional storage, it seemed like a fairly easy process that just about anybody could handle. Yeah, I mean, they even, in the subtitles, I saw this afterwards, um, you know, he even said about, like, using a vacuum to clean out the heatsink and the fan, and I was like, oh, okay, so they're, like, kind of expecting people to do this in, you know, six months or a year or something. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I heard that, I heard, read something about dust catchers somewhere in the thing. I didn't really catch that, probably because I wasn't reading this the subtitles, but... But yeah, I don't know. And yeah, I think I think that's something to do with the little the little grills that are around the top edges. I think they're there oh. to actually catch the dust rather than just be fans. I see. I see. Yeah, interesting. Well, it it is the thing is enormous and it's mostly design it's mostly designed to dissipate heat. It's like a giant space heater with a computer in the with a computer <laughs> in the middle of it. Right, exactly. Um, so something interesting has happened. So I don't know if you're aware, but it's releasing a week earlier in in the US. Oh, um, earlier than then, it was supposed to, or just earlier than the UK? You mean earlier than the oh, UK? Okay, so right. I think it's like the U. I think it's the US and Canada, and then everywhere else gets it a week later. Right, or at least when I say everywhere else, I mean I get it. I don't know about the other countries, but <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, but what this means is that the the launch games are actually launching on the 12th, so the the, the US launch date. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be getting my copy of Miles Morales Spider-Man a week before I've got my PS5. Oh, yay. It's just um, like getting your iPhone so case just... before your iPhone comes. Right, exactly. So I'm just going to have to look at this PS5 game for a week um, while I just wait for it to turn oh, up. Oh, that's, that's too bad. Well, at least you've got a PS5 coming. I still don't have one, and I don't know. As far as I can tell, there has been very... There hasn't been any. There haven't really been any more pre-orders in the U.S. Maybe there have been, but I've been just too busy to really deal with sitting on my on my computer hitting refresh over and over again. Yeah, there definitely hasn't been a lot of movement on that. Um, you know, I've I've seen a couple of retailers in the U.K. sort of open pre-orders up again, but I think they're just hedge, hedging their bets at this point. I, I'm not convinced that yeah, that they're like those official. people are even going to get their pre-orders. No. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Well, we'll. I guess we'll see. We'll see. I'm hope. I'm hopeful that I can get one before the holidays, but you you never really know. And I think I think the demand is just going to be for this and for the Switch. Still, really, is just going to be incredibly huge. Just because you know people are still largely stuck at home, and video games is a good way to pass that time. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, well, talking of pre-orders. Uh, mm. we've got an Apple event next week, so we can all spend a bit of money there yeah, as well. This is really going to be an expensive fall for me, I think, Rob, maybe even more so than usual because, you know, the rumors, of course, there's going to be an iPhone next week on the 13th. And I do that annual, that annual plan where you basically, you're basically getting a loan to and paying with no interest for your phone every month. Mm-hmm. And after 12 months, you can trade it in and then the trade-in value gets applied to the loan, and you get a new loan. And it's just, you know, it rolls over every year. And so I'll get a new phone, and that's fine. And that won't, 
that probably won't move the the money needle that much one way or the other. It just depends how much the phone I pick will cost compared to the one I've got now. And but then there's also rumors of headphones, of mini mini uh, HomePods, and I really am interested in that. I mean, I I would love a set of good over the ear Bluetooth headphones that have the AirPod Pro, AirPods Pro chips in them that make them very easy to connect and do the mm-hmm. you know and do the the um, noise canceling and transparency and all that jazz. So that would be I'd love to have that for working. I'd also like to have a mini HomePod because my office space is really small and so I have a HomePod in here and I never have it turned up more than I don't know 15, 20% at most and usually it's even like 10% a lot of the times. So I don't really need that that big a HomePod down here and I could take the one I've got down here pair it as a stereo pair in my living room and use that as my main uh, sound system for my Apple TV. So that's these, these, these you, you can see the, the rationalizations happening already. So that, Oh yeah. I mean, you haven't even had the event yet and you're yeah, already telling me. I'm already spending all my money. So that, so, the, so you can see that those I've got, <laughs> so now we're at, we're at phone replacement phone, headphones and HomePod. And then eventually we're going to see an Apple Silicon Mac and, that's one of those things where that thing's going to run iPhone and iPad apps too, and I'm going to want to try it and write about it. So that'll probably be a purchase at some point too. But I don't. I actually don't think we'll see those Macs next week. I think that that'll wait. I think until November. I think that that's that's just going to take a little while yet. Uh, we may see them previewed more, and we might get more information about it. But I really don't think that the uh, Sil- Apple Silicon Macs are coming out just yet. No, and I th- I think you know I mean we spoke about this before we started recording, but like Apple are in an interesting position now because they've do- been doing these pre-recorded events. Doesn't matter, you know they don't have to squeeze it in next week. They can they could do another one two weeks from now if they really wanted to. Um, you know, there's al- although it's the iPhone event, so it is popular. You know, they they showed they did a watch and iPad event, and presumably it was fine. You know, I'm sure they still sold stuff and people still watched it and the right people saw it and. You know, the news still gets out there, so they can split over a couple of events if they need to. Yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I've been thinking about it in kind of a very, um, I don't know, selfish way in the sense that I'm trying to figure out how does this impact like what we do at Mac Stories. And it has kept us a lot busier, I can tell you that. I mean, I was telling you how it's just been like one long sprint ever since the last event was, was announced. Part of that is because of the way they're doing it, because if they're online online like this, Apple doesn't have to give everybody as much advance notice, and they can do more of them. So I really do think, I mean, this will be the second one in a month. We could very easily see a third sometime in November for the Apple Silicon Max, and that has kept us busy, but I also think the other thing that kept us busy is just widgets became such a phenomenon um, that that regardless of how it had been handled, I think that would have kept us busier than in a typical fall anyway. Um, but, you know, I I, th- I also feel like it's a lot less predictable. And I don't know, in a world where nothing was predictable except for my work for, for what seemed like a long time <laughs> in 2020, having that yanked out from under me was a little bit disconcerting because I felt like I lost all control of everything. Uh, even though I never really was in control, but but yeah, I mean it's I mean on at the end of the day though it's all been a lot of fun. I mean it's 
it's always fun to have these events and have something to look forward to and to be busy and to have cool stuff happening that you can write about. Um, it's just been, uh, it's, it has been a bit of a sprint for the last few weeks though. And I, you know, it'll continue to be a sprint for another, I don't know, 10 days or so. Uh, Federico's review is coming big iOS and iPad OS review is coming very soon. I can't really spill the beans on a date just yet. That's more his, that's his, <laughs> that's his prerogative to do. I have a, I have a sense for when it's going to be, but, uh, but he's, he's still working furiously to make sure that that can happen. And my Mac OS review will come out too. That's been, I've been squeezing that one in on the, at night and on the weekends and stuff. I was like set last Saturday was a nine and a half hour writing day for me. So, Oh wow. Yeah. I just like sat and did nothing but write for just from the moment I got up until when I went to bed. That's why I don't have a lot of other stuff. I did watch that teardown video, but that's about the only video I've watched in the last week. So you've watched about seven minutes of media. I, I did. <laughs> I did. I think I watched Ted Lasso last Friday too, the, the final one. Oh, yeah. Have you watched that show? It's very good. No, I was waiting for it to finish and now it's finished. I will sit there and watch the whole lot. Yeah. It's, I think it's a total of 10. So it's, and there may be 40 minutes each or something like that. So it won't take you that long, but, uh, Oh yeah, I'll have that done by the end of the week or something. Oh, yeah. Probably do that over a Saturday or something. Well, when I when it started, <laughs> I didn't watch it until like the th- second or third week, and I had forgotten that Apple did kind of the Hulu thing and drops a few, and then did it weekly, and and I was very disappointed that I was four episodes in and had nothing else to watch until the, f- the following Friday. But uh, but yeah, it's I think it's my favorite show that they've had on TV Plus so far. Huh. No, that's good. I, all I've heard is good things, so it's it's on my list. I'm definitely going to watch it now. It's uh, now it's finished. Yeah, d- definitely worth watching. So I don't know. Next week we will have our phones, and I don't know. I don't know. It'll, I'm not. I don't really care that much about five G personally because I'm mostly on Wi Fi these days, being at home. <laughs> but right, you know, I mean, there is five G in Chicago, but. How far that reaches out into the suburbs, I don't know. I think it kind of does, but I don't know. I, it's At the moment, I don't think it's going to make that. That will make that much difference. But I'm always up for you know new camera features and quality. And if they do make a phone that's even bigger than the current Pro Max, I will go even bigger because wow really uh, yeah. I, i've been eyeing, i've been eyeing that the uh the, the mini rumor and i'm like oh i could go for that maybe i mean i'm still on my <laughs> iphone 10 so uh, all right well i i just i do like a big screen so i don't know um i've i've been doing the big one now for a while so we'll we'll see i mean it is another i think it's another like three tenths of an inch or something it's it's pretty pretty mm. big it's going to be feeling like a ipad mini pretty soon i think yeah, definitely. Well, I, I, to be honest, I'm still not sure if I'm going to upgrade or not. Um, you know, it's really just, I'm, I'll see. I'll look at the prices. I'll decide if I want to spend some money. If not, I'll just keep my iPhone 10 for a little bit longer. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I don't, you know, I've, I, it's just, for me, it's the, the calculus is just weird and different be, than it used to be just because I write about the stuff. So it's kind of like, I, I got to have certain things to be able to write about them intelligently. So I don't, you know, I, I like to have hot takes that are based <laughs> on fact and not on, not on just pure speculation. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. I get that. Yeah, but, so uh, it's, it's a little different. I mean, it's, a, I, I think, I do think a mini home pod 
I know a lot of people are like, who needs this? I've heard that comment a lot on Twitter and things. I do think it's still a potentially good product for, you know, a bedroom or a small office like where when I'm sitting in or that sort of environment where you don't need something that's quite as large or, you know, able of, to do quite as much volume. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, I, I think I might. I'd be interested in a in a HomePod Mini as well. And I say interested. I know what I'm going to do. I'll look at all of it and then not buy any of it, uh, <laughs> and I'll just wait it out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I I listen to music an awful lot while I work, so that I do I do like that. I mean, I have speakers hooked up to my computer too, but I don't know. Um, sometimes you know, I I get very frustrated with certain aspects of the Mac, and one is how poorly integrated the the music app on the mac is with the ios version like you can't do handoff or anything like that Mm. and so sometimes it's just easier for me to airplay music from my phone to my home pod than it is to play something on my mac through speakers yeah oh yeah i I totally i to be honest even now you just said that well i could get a home pod for my my office that that would be good (laughs) so like now i'm already i'm pre-justifying it to myself now i'd be like john told my hands yeah i'm i'm really good at this i got (laughs) federico and i basically got every federico and mike both to buy ipad minis uh just it only took me one good one good article i you know i had a i finally got wow well yeah there you go cool well next time we speak we should know about what's there going to be like four iphones or something we've yeah. got home pods uh head pods they're not going to be called head pods, sure. but i, 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 I kind of wish, wish they, they were be, <laughs> you got your head pods that on. would be amazing yeah i've got my airpods for in the air and yeah. head pods for home yeah i don't know anyway <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't exactly cool. well, well that naming scheme doesn't work for you i don't think but but yeah that is uh that is a good idea yeah, no, I, I I really want them to be called HeadPods, just to sort of, I don't know, people have been saying it, and I hope they're called that, but they won't be. Right. So, cool. All right, well, we'll be back in a couple of weeks when iPhones and everything else is released. All right, sounds good. Talk to you later, Rob. <laughs>